This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet robe. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only Miss Whitney Rose. Hi, David. How are you? Oh, I'm doing so well. I'm excited to be here with you tonight. I'm excited to like finally chat with you, you know? I know. It just took a minute there. Listen, we you've been busy, I've been busy, you've been busy. So what's going on today in Salt Lake? What have you been up to today? Oh my God. Today has been like a day of total recovery um, and trying to get things done. Um, I've had a very busy week. <laughs> I'm sure you have. Um, and I've just been, I got up and I actually went to cycling and it like did me over the top. I was so tired. Like it it's, just burned too much. <laughs> there's something I'm like, you know, I, I'm just really tired today too. So that's why I'm drinking coffee. It's not that, you know. Well, Heather and I ended up staying out until like 3 a.m. on Friday night. And I had a really busy Saturday and I just haven't had a chance to recover from that yet. I went out Friday hard myself. Like it's just, yeah. Yeah. You know what it is? Like, I don't go out like I did before COVID. So when I go out now, I'm like, oh. And then you have a day like, yes, Saturday was a wreck for me. And I'm like, is this how I felt like every day before COVID? I think it might have been. Yeah. And you just got used to it. And the other thing is you have to sit at your table the entire time. So you're just drinking and you don't notice the effects until you stand up. Cause usually we're in a bar walking around and moving and you know where you're at, but the bad weather girls, we, we had a storm come through Friday night. We had so much fun. I saw Heather posted. Is that what it, I saw? She posted yeah. weather girls. Where'd you guys go? Did you just stay in one place all night or? Yeah. So we were up in park city during the day um, at, at a really cool spot called Boneyard with some of the other women. And then she and I just kept the party going and went to Lake Effect. Nice. So at least you're, you, today you're recovering. Yeah. So now you are from Salt Lake originally, right? Yes, born and raised. Wow. What was growing up? So, I mean, I know it says, I mean, I know you've talked about this before, but I know it says you're Mormon royalty or you've said that. What just now that you're here, what does that mean? Yeah. So that means that like, if there was a such thing as the Mormon royalty, it would be my family because on my mother's side, both bloodlines trace straight back to Joseph Smith. So my, one of my grand, both of my grandfathers were Mormon pioneers and had multiple wives coming across the plains. One of them, Shadrach Roundy was the bodyguard to Joseph Smith and Brigham Young. So he had perhaps the most important job of all, right? And being Joseph Smith's bodyguard, the prophet of the church. Wow. Um, and then on the other side, the Robinson side, that's the side I'm related to Heather on. They're just like iconic pioneer family that settled American Fork in Pleasant Grove, Utah. Um, wow. I mean, have, Heather and I have streets named after our families, memorial buildings, libraries, gardens, like. Yeah. That's well, okay. That's like, that's, that's the real deal. I mean, it doesn't get any more like 
Mormon in that. Like it's in my, it's who I am, even though I don't identify as Mormon, meaning I don't um, believe in the doctrine and don't practice the religion. It's like I'm born into it. So I'm, I'm like a pioneer woman by nature. <laughs> that makes sense. And then, I mean, your because I mean, I'm sure, I think you mentioned this on the show, but like, when did you officially kind of like leave that? Like, was it when you met your now husband? Was it all because of that? And like, that wasn't accepted by the church? Yeah. So that was the final straw, but my journey really began when I was 18. Um, I just started really challenging my, like how I was feeling inside. Meaning when I was at church, I I felt off. I didn't, I, I didn't feel like everything was aligning with my inner, um, compass, if you will. And so I started exploring, not going to church. I started I mean, I told the story on the show about how I went on a three-week church history tour from Salt Lake City to New York. Yeah. um, That same night, I came home and drank beer for the first time ever. Like, I was just, something in me just, it wasn't aligning. um, And I, but really, I took my final step out when Justin and I um, got together. Because, yeah, it was very looked down on. We, you know, we had a very sneaky romance, so... I love how, you know, you come to New York City and then you get home and you're like, well, now it's time for a beer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and that just like polar up, like that's polar ends of the spectrum, right? And so for me to go from this side to this side so quickly and not feel bad about it, that really shook me to the core. Right. I'm sure that was hard to deal with. Yeah. Because I'm like, I, I should be feeling terrible and I don't. I actually feel very myself. <laughs> You're like, okay, wait a second. I'll have a second beer. So how did you get involved with the show? Like originally, like, how were you like, obviously you knew Heather before this show. Yeah. So I knew Heather and Mary before the show. Um, but Heather's really the one responsible for roping me into this. So Heather, Heather and I were great friends and she just kept saying like, you're perfect for this. You're perfect for this. And I'm like, no, I am not. I have like 400 followers and it's all about my dog and kids. Like, I didn't think that I would be interesting for people, even though I knew I had an interesting life. I didn't like, I mean, I'm a housewife fanatic. Like I'm a huge fan. You were a huge fan before. So I, it just is crazy that I'm here, but it's all because of Heather. Were you like, what were your favorites before this? Like, what was your favorite show? Hills, New York, Atlanta, Atlanta, OC. Um, now that I know a lot of the Dallas women, I've been getting into Dallas. This season's crazy. <laughs> this season is crazy. Yeah. Did you watch? Did you watch any other shows on Bravo? Like, were you a fan of like Vanderpump Rules or oh, Shaws yeah. or all that? Like, you were just yeah, a Bravo holic. Everything. Bravo holic. Below Deck. Southern Charm. I love Vanderpump rules that's something that's the first show justin started watching on bravo listen i used to say i mean you know it's different now but vanderpump for me was that was it it was like there were there was everything else and then just that show was the best show around at it's i mean it's still around but like in its heyday right it was that was brilliant and that that cast is amazing. Do you know, so, I mean, you know, did I see somewhere, like, you know, now, like, Katie Maloney, like, gave you advice throughout this whole thing? Yeah, so I actually had mutual friends with Lala, and so I had been talking to Lala and Katie throughout this process, but Katie's really invested time in me and um, 
like prepping me for like all the haters on social media, that sort of thing. And it's been nice to just have like someone who's closer, like, cause we're closer in age. She's from Utah. So we have a lot of the same like programmings and mindsets and it's, it's really fun to have like these Bravo liberties, like having my back. What's the best advice that Katie or Lala gave you, you know, like going into all of this? That to be honest and real, because that is the only thing you will not regret. Even if you look like a fool for a second, feel like a fool, you will never regret being honest. That's good advice. And that was, I, I kind of, I stuck by that for season one and it, I think it got me far because I don't regret anything, even the drunk hip hop party. Like you have no regrets from the first season. I have no regrets. Um, that's a lie. I have one regret. And I think that I spoke to it in the reunion part two is that I held back how I really felt about some of the women and the way that they treated me. We're going to get into that in a second. Who else did you like, who else, like you said, you were a huge fan of Bravo. So, I mean, well, first of all, when you were eventually now in the mix through Heather, like, were you freaking out? Like, I mean, as a fan of like Bravo and the show, like a Salt Lake is getting a housewives and you're going to be on it. Yeah. One, my hometown is now on the map of the Bravo world. And to me, that's like, one of the biggest things that could happen to my city, right? Seriously. And I'm a part of the cast. And not only that, I'm part of the OG cast. Like, no one can take that away from me or anyone else, the six of us. That's pretty cool. And, I mean, just think about it, because you're such a huge fan. Like, what if you didn't get involved? Like, I mean, how would you feel about if this show were filming and now out and it's a huge thing, like, and you lived right down the street and weren't a part of it? Yeah, I'd probably be sad. (laughs) I think you would be sad. Did you have any reservations, like, in joining, like, once you were in the mix and Heather put you forward? Were you, like, besides, okay, I have 400 followers and, you know, I may not be interesting. Like, did you have any other reservations? Yeah, just I knew that if I was going to do this, I was going to go all in. And that scared me because, yeah, I don't live like a lot of my fellow Utahns. And... You know, I I was little nervous. My biggest reservation was for my children. I never wanted them to feel judged, criticized, or hated because their mom is this wild, crazy housewife. (laughs) On TV for everyone to see on a stripper pole. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm like, I'm not going to hide things that I love about myself. So it's been hard because I didn't want them to lose out on playdates or, you know, things like that. But then I think, COVID happened, we have a pandemic. So naturally all of that kind of stuff stopped anyways. So actually I think I got lucky and we just kind of eased our way into it. And people have been very gracious to my family and I. Really? Like you haven't seen, like your children didn't lose any play dates or anything like that? No, the community has been pretty supportive actually. Really? Because I mean, you would think, you know, you could see the community not being supportive just because- you bitches here and there. <laughs> but I'm it's a good lesson for me to teach my kids to like, you know, just turn the other cheek, suck it up because this is life, right? So trying to preserve their childhood but teaching them these big lessons is kind of cool. That's a good one. I mean like do you find that like when you're, you know, walking down the street or whatever, you know, people I mean I would think listen, people are going to judge anyway, but there's this whole other level now of like m- Mormonism and all these things that are apparently not allowed. Yeah, I think that the outward judgment doesn't come to my face. It's all behind my back and people will tell me what 
you know, people are saying in chat rooms or like my community chat room, Facebook group, things like that. And I'm just like, well, if they're not going to say it to my face and it doesn't matter, like it's not real. Totally. Do you see the opposite? Like, you know, now that you're on TV, like, are you hearing from people that you haven't heard from in like 20 years? Oh yeah. Everyone's coming out of the word works. I even have a, a brother that I haven't talked to in years that's come out and we've rebuilt a like relationship. It's been really cool. Really? Yeah, because he literally, he saw me on TV and was like, holy shit, that's my sister. <laughs> so he didn't even know you were cast? No. Is it your brother from like your same father who we saw on the show? Yes. So I have, um, my mother had two boys. My dad had a boy and a girl. They married each other and had me and my younger sister. So I have four half-siblings and one full-blooded Okay, wait, like, let me just, okay, so it's, because we saw one brother on the show. Yes, my mother's son. So wait, your father had two children, Mm -hmm. and your mother has two children, and then two of them got married. No, no, no. Then my parents married and had me. Okay, got ya. Yeah. No, no no that's going on. No (laughs) judgments. I'm just, I'm like, before this rumor gets started. I just want to clarify this. So, wow. So that's got to be a great like outcome of this show that you were connected with your brother. The other really cool thing I have to admit is just like everywhere I go, I get recognized and people want to tell me how much they love me and take pictures. And, you know, I, it's like, it's overwhelming sometimes when I just want to run into the grocery store really quick and I'm like all done up. So that's been like a little overwhelming, but overall, I love all of the love and support. And imagine like once the world is open, like airports, it's going to just magnify. Yeah. We've already had an, an incident where my son was throwing a fit and I was like, he was running away from me and he was upset. And then just right after I kind of like borderline lost it, but I held it together a woman came up to me and asked for a picture. And I was like, did you just see all of that? And she's like, oh, I did. I loved it. <laughs> That's so funny. So really, other than Heather, like how much time did you spend with all the other women like before filming started? Zero. Like I really didn't spend much time um, with any of them. So, so it was really-, really just, here we are. Let's start. Yeah. So when, so let's just talk about some of the women for a minute. So let's start with Jen Shaw, just because, you know, there's so much talk. I mean, I've talked to some of the other Salt Lake housewives, like I bring this up, you know, there's all this talk. Andy even asked her on Watch What Happens, like, you know, she's really, is she faking it for the cameras? You know, there is this talk that she's acting, like we're in our, you know, 15th year of housewives, like you were a fan, everyone sat around and watched the show. Like, is Jen Jen, or is she really a different person when the cameras are rolling? I 100% see two different people. It's all to me, it's almost like she's watched every um, city of housewives and pulled the most extreme personalities from each city and put them all together. And so she's trying to be this trope of like the biggest, loudest housewife. Because she, like, when we're not filming and I've been around her, she's very different. Like, how so? Like, she's just calm and chill and nice. Like, like we've actually, the night of the premiere, I ran into her 
um, at a restaurant and she sat at my table the entire night. And I mean, it's no secret that she was coming after me all summer. Right. Yeah. And on the show, like we see it all season. And even after we wrapped, she it was like after me, after me, after me in very big, hurtful ways. And then I'm sitting next to her and she's like doting on me, like buying me shots. Like I'm, it was like very, very interesting. And we have a lot of the same, um, like a lot, I know a lot of her Shaw squad and they always are like, she's just so different. Like she's so kind. And I'm like, well, it's not been my experience. <laughs> You've heard that even from like members of the, her own Shaw yeah, squad. Everyone who knows her from her previous life, meaning before the show, everyone, no one recognizes her. So why do you think she's different when the cameras are rolling? I don't know. I, I think maybe that maybe, maybe it really is a side of her and it comes out on camera. I mean, I don't doubt that she's big and explosive, but I'm wondering if it's like, like big and explosive personality, right? Even when I, in a calmer environment, I don't know if it's just like for attention to get camera time. I don't know what it's about. I don't feel like I truly know who Jen Shaw is. So I can't really speak to like why I think she does it, if that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, right. Cause like, that's the chatter online, you know, of that the natural suggestion would be it's for camera time. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll see if something changes, but. Why do you, so why do you think she came after you so hard? Is it like, well, I guess why? I think for her, I was an easy target because I'm younger, I'm kind, I seem, I probably come off as like a pushover in her eyes. I think she thought I was weak and she could walk all over me. And I think that she and I get what we want in very different ways. I come from love and kindness and respect to get what I want. And she comes with fear power, aggression, you know, and it's, and it's nothing to against her. It's just, that's how she's learned to manage life, business, family, and whatever. And that's just my experience. And I think that no matter what, I couldn't say a word, I'd trigger her just because of my energy. And like, to your point, you know, right. Like if you want camera time, like you're suggesting, and she's different when the cameras are rolling, one way to get it is to pick somebody and you would think you'd pick the perceived weak, weakest link in your mind. Yep. So I think it was first Mary, because that was her first target, right? Mary. Um, they had their, the whole hospital issue, hospital smell. Yes. And it seemed, it seemed to just transfer from Mary to me when I stood up to her about Mary. Because if you remember in the hot tub scene, I was like, well... I don't like you talking about my friend like this. I think that's unfair. However, I stand up for what's right and what's wrong. And it's so funny because Jen keeps stealing that line from me. Oh, really? I was the one who told her, I'll, I'm not going to choose a team. I'm not going to choose team Jen or team Mary. And you see her ask Heather and I to do that many times, right? And I just kept saying, I don't choose teams, but I'll stand up for what's right and wrong. And if, you're, if I feel like you're not doing something right, I'm going to defend the other person. That makes sense. I think, that, I think that's really, it just, that's when it switched. And then I became her target. 
I'm feeling so good today, and I honestly think it's because of the care of vitamins that I take every day. Care of is a wellness brand that makes it so easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long-term. It's so much fun. If you go to their website, you take their in-depth five-minute online quiz. It really is fun. It asks you questions about your diet, your lifestyle, your health concerns, so that they can help you address your specific wellness goals. Your wellness goals and diet goals are not going to be the same as mine. Doing this quiz, you know what? It's really like a one-on-one consultation with a nutritionist, all without leaving your house. Now, when you're done, it recommends a specific vitamin and supplement plan for you. The vitamins, mine, my vitamins and supplements came so quickly. They come in these cute little packets. So really, you know what to take each day. And what I love is the packets have these little quotes on them. So, you know, I'm all alone during COVID. I'm taking my vitamins doing this show. But it's kind of like words of wisdom and encouragement. These, these quotes really are very self affirming. So I love these little packets. It's so much fun. And the thing is, you know what? February is the perfect time to start with care of because look, we've all had those big lofty new year's resolutions. I didn't meet mine. Did you meet yours? New year's resolutions don't have to be big. They could be small, little impactful changes. I truly feel better since I started taking these vitamins and supplements through care of, and I highly recommend you guys look into this. Now, let me tell you, by listening to this podcast, you get 50% off your first care of order. You go to takecareof.com. That's takecareof.com. Takecareof.com and you enter the code VELVET50. You got to enter the code VELVET50. If not, you're going to take the quiz. You're going to have fun. Your vitamins are going to arrive. You're going to take them. They're going to have the cute little sayings on the packet. And guess what? You're not going to get 50% off. So go to Take Care Of and enter the code VELVET50 and you get 50% off your first order. I feel so much better. I'm happy. I have more energy. Whatever your goals are, just take the quiz. It really is fun and they will give you a plan that is best suited for you. Again, takecareof.com, enter code VELVET50 and start feeling better today. All thanks to Care Of Vitamins and Supplements. What about, well, I mean, that must be awkward. Like when you see one person and then the cameras are rolling, like, did you ever get used to it? You know what I mean? Like if you saw it, like, you know, it's a lot of footage. I know it's edited down, but like eventually during the filming process were you like, oh, this is how it's going to be. Yeah. There's a, a very strong pattern. Yeah. So I, I, I knew going into every situation, what was going to happen. And then did you just get used to it or like change your actions towards her of like, this is just how this filming process is going to be with her? Yeah, I think I started like mentally creating space with her. So that must have been like filming harder than you expected. Like, did you expect all that? I mean, like, cause you watched Housewives, like, or you just didn't expect all of that. Like, even though you watched it, you knew there was drama. You just didn't know it was kind of like different personalities on and off camera. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. And then the other biggest thing with Jen that fascinates me about her, her, like the way that she shows up is when Sharif is around, 
she's a completely different person again. And that's like the reunion. I teased that Sharif was the MVP because she sat there pretty calm the entire time that he was around. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. And that's what you see when he's around. She's just yeah. calm, like, and happy and... Snowmobiling, his birthday party, the reunion, every... Look, I mean, look at all their scenes together. She's, like, a completely different person. Like, the scene on the beach was one example. Or, like, the birthday party. Yeah. And, or even when they go dancing in the finale, you know, she takes her dancing and it's, it's, it's interesting. And Sharif is like one of the coolest, calmest, wisest man I've ever, men I've ever met. Like he, he truly, he blew me away at the reunion. Were you shocked? I mean, it's like almost like opposites attract, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> It's in, it's interesting. I mean, no, because that is how, you know, that's the consensus online. I mean, that's what Andy asked her when she was at Watch What Happens, that, like, you know, people are saying that this is put on. You know, it's... Yeah, it, it really it really seems that way. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Was there anything, like, for you, like, with filming? I guess you said you didn't regret anything. But is there anything, like, you wish you had done or you handled differently? I guess that's the same as, like, regrets. But, yeah, you know, yeah. like, I, I wish they showed that. I wish I did that in this situation, like, in retrospect. Yeah, I wish that I would have not um, given up on Lisa. Like, I wish that I would have proved my point and taken it home because I kind of backed off on how I feel about her. I um, allowed her to kind of walk all over me and I stopped challenging it. I wish I would have um, proved that she's um, contrived, manipulated, a liar, curated, and she tries to control everything behind the scenes. And especially like the bartender thing, I just backed off because of her reaction because I didn't want her to think I was coming after her business because that's not what it was about. It was about the fact that she made me use these bartenders and they didn't um, show up the way that I think she would want them to. And as a business owner, if I had like an esthetician or an employee uh, misrepresenting my brand like that, I'd want to know, especially if they're my go-to one that I recommend for people. Is that really the basis? I mean, I, I know we saw it on the show, but like, is that really the basis for your, I guess, demise? I don't even know if you had a friendship, but like really the root of the problems between you and Lisa, like day one, is it this whole party with the bartenders? Our, yeah, I mean, that that just kind of put the nail in the coffin, if you will. But before I even met Lisa, I she had a problem with me. So I mean, it, we, we started off on the wrong foot from the beginning prior to even meeting her. And it because just... she was talking mad shit. People were screenshotting things she was saying about me. She was trying to control who 
who be friends with me, who like, don't, don't go unfollow her, go like, she was trying to control because she did not want me there. And she'll deny that, but she, Lisa does not think I'm good enough to be in her presence. Really? Yes. And I wish that I would have not backed down and I wish I would have stood up for myself and been stronger with her. So do you think that's a misperception of you? Like this goes back to what you were saying about Jen also, you know, like there's a lot of, you know, I think chatter online that, you know, like you're Heather's lap dog. I mean, I'm not saying this. I'm just saying like, is that, do you think that's a misperception of you? Yeah. Uh -huh. I do. Like it's, if because it's because I'm nice and I was trying to give Lisa the benefit of the doubt, but after about the fifth clean slate still being dirty, <laughs> I realized quickly, I'm not going to play into her bullshit anymore. I'm going to stand up for myself. I'm going to speak my mind, challenge her and call, uh, call her out when she's lying. You're like, I had enough. I've had enough with that one. Yes. <laughs> So like speaking of Heather, so I mean like if Heather, have you ever had a fight with Heather? Uh, not a fight, but we've strongly disagreed on things. Yes. So like if Heather pissed you off, you would stand up to her and tell oh, her? Oh, 100%. Yeah. So right before we started filming, Heather and I didn't talk for like two months. Really? Yeah. Oh, nothing related to the show. Just we had such a strong disagreement on another group of our friends that it was like another group of friends that we have though. Yeah. No, Heather and I are not scared to speak our mind, especially me. I challenge Heather more than anyone. And I guarantee if you asked her that she would agree. Well, that's, I mean, just, you know, cause that's, I think the misperception, like that's maybe why Jen said, Oh, she's the weak one or whatever. Well, here's the thing is because I, I, I speak, I communicate, I use words. I stay calm. I stay respectful. I don't get in your face and scream and yell and throw a tantrum and then try to like create a shit storm on the side. So no one can see what's really going on over here. Like Jen and Lisa do. I just talk to you. And that is so hard for Jen and Lisa. Cause Lisa, when she's being called out, just starts yelling. Have you noticed that she starts losing her mind and then Jen explodes. I can't even talk. It was quite an explosive reunion. What about, what did you and Heather have a fight about before the show? Like just this other group of friends, you didn't agree on someone in the group? No, it was so stupid. It was like a, she said, she said thing. Like there, it was three of us involved with another girlfriend. And it was like, I told someone something in confidence. And then she told me Heather, I, I had thought I told something to Heather in confidence. And then she went and told the friend and the friend came and told me, and it was about the friend that I didn't like something she was doing or something really stupid. But you know how these things go. Yes. It just spirals. <laughs> there are things in life that even not being on a TV show that you're like, okay, like I think we're not on the same page anymore. And yeah. then you just realize you haven't spoken to a certain someone in months and you're like, now I'm kind of mad and I think they're just as mad at me. Uh, oh, I get it. And I don't think COVID helps either because I think people have like a lot more time on their hands mm -hmm. for everything. So it sounds like out of this whole group, you are the least close at this present moment to Jen and Lisa. Correct. Yeah. I, I speak with Heather and Meredith daily. Meredith and I have built a really good relationship. 
And then I check in with Mary often. Do you find it hard to be friends with Meredith? Like, is it hard because of Lisa? You know, like they're such good friends or? No, Meredith and I are able to keep Lisa in a silo, if you will. We, we, it, that makes sense. It really doesn't affect my relationship with Meredith. Um, we're able to not even go there, to be honest with you. I know. I saw the other day on social media, you got your Brooks Marks tracksuit. Well, Meredith and Brooks were on this show and mine is coming hopefully, but I don't have mine. So I was jealous when you revealed this the other day. I'm like, I guess I understand you come before me in the hierarchy of Salt Lake. I mean, I, I can put in a good word for you, David. Okay. I mean, they, they were on the show. I basically yeah, threw I myself, was. I like threw myself at Brooks on the show to be like, listen, hook a sister up over here. I know that he was sold out for a minute. I know. I think that's what it is. And no shade, no shade to Brooks or Mary because I love them dearly. Um, so what about, you know, cause like you said, like Katie gave you advice just to be yourself on the show and like show it all. Like how, like, what was the decision to have your father on the show? Like, was that something you grappled with or was it like, no, this is my life. I'm going to show it. Cause that's like a really personal fact that maybe you didn't need to show I mean I'm not saying you shouldn't have showed it I'm just saying like was that a hard thing to decide to do well the heart yes it was very difficult because I worried tremendously about my father's mental health and his well-being and I know that opening up your life in this situation will open him up to a lot of criticism and I did not want him if he's going to be vulnerable and honest I didn't want him to have to deal with that However, at that point in time, he was living with me. I was taking care of him. He had just gotten out of rehab and we were trying to manage, okay, I really want this. I want to take this opportunity with the show. I really want to do it. But is my father's situation going to not allow me to do it, if that makes sense? And so I just spoke with my dad about it and he was like, no, hell yeah. Like I'm down for that. That's good. I, love, I think it was cathartic for him. It was like therapeutic and like an accountability thing. Do you think the show helped him? Because like, I know he had been in like sober living before. Like, do you think the show helped him get back there? Like, I don't mean like Bravo, the producers. I just mean like being part of this journey. Absolutely. Because I think it forced him to really look at himself in the mirror and be honest of where he was at. And knowing that the can't like the camera brought it out in him. Like he was the most honest and real I've seen him be when he was in front of a camera. It was really cool because for the last decade, we did this song and dance of him telling me what I want to hear and him saying one thing and doing another. Right. And the camera like forced him to actually like get real. Yeah, you can't hide from the camera. Yeah. Did he watch the show, like, when it was? So, like, and when did you last speak to him? Because I know, like, earlier in the year, like, a few weeks ago, you said, like, you hadn't heard from him. Is that still the case? Yes, unfortunately. So, I have not watched. I don't know if he's watched the show. I don't know what's going on with him. Um, when, When the epidemic hit, and we all quarantine. He spent time here at my home. 
he lived with us during that time because obvious reasons and he was doing so well he was like helping me on projects around my house spending a lot of time with the kids um he was even working outside on building like decks like he he actually was thriving um but some things happened where boundaries were broken and so i had to ask him to go and find an apartment because that was always part of my deal is like i'm gonna help you but you have to be sufficient like self-sufficient like you are a 64 year old man you need to be independent um because it's not healthy for me and my family to have him like as one of my children if you will yeah there's i know people disagree they can disagree all they want but no one knows what it's like to be in my shoes and how um dysfunctional it is with roles reversed and my dad had just worked so hard on being sober in his sobriety i didn't want to enable any past cycles or behaviors or so it it really is the best in his best interest but that really pissed him off and um when i wasn't giving him everything he wanted and i was holding my boundaries with him he stopped speaking to me so the last time i spoke to my dad was my birthday which was in september last year wow Right. And it's like, I mean, look, I'm not a psychiatrist, but right. Like it's like enabling in that, you know, there's like, we all have different addictions, Mm -hmm. but it's like enabling to say yes to everything. Yeah. Cause you just slip right back into your old cycles. And with addiction, a lot of people aren't aware of like a lot of the mental health issues behind it that usually people are masking or some past trauma or, you know, it's, it's very, I mean, I'm not an expert either, but I did spend a lot of time studying with my dad. And yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that trigger addiction. Yeah. And, and he has to be willing to continue that work. So you haven't spoken to him, like he moved out to the apartment and now, so you don't know if he's like in, he's in sober living or not. You don't know. Wow. My brother will talks to him, but um, which is interesting because we saw Will on the show, right? And he's not even, my dad was his stepdad. So he's not even a biological son of my father. So I think that's really big of Will. Yeah. But. Well, hopefully he's okay. I It, it seems that he's okay. That's good. Like, meaning he has a roof over his head and he, you know, He's, he's okay. And it sounds like the show at least pushed him in the right direction. Yes, 100%. My dad would not be here today had, one, I not intervened, and two, I truly believe that if he didn't share his journey in such a big way. So that's good. Yeah, it, 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 it's been a huge, a huge um, success for him in that's that way. That's good. So going back to the girls, I mean, I'm glad that he's heading in the right direction. Let's just break this down, because I know there was, it was one of the central dramas of the season, but you're not afraid of Jen Shaw. No, I'm not afraid of her. I was afraid of the reaction. But I mean, Jen Shaw did say and threaten my life. 
she told me many times that she's going to kill me and bury me in the lake behind my house. Okay. So at that point in time, I didn't know if she is all bark. I didn't know if she really meant it. I didn't know. And um, once you hear that multiple times, right? So yeah, it's not like I'm scared of her as a person. It's like, it's scared of that reaction. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, I used to be scared of her. Now, now I, I, I kind of see right through it, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Do you feel Lisa and Meredith are afraid of Genshaw? I mean, Mary admitted at the reunion that nobody said that except for herself, but. I know that that was like, that was BS, by the way, because she did in scene. You saw her say Meredith and Lisa called me and told me this. Yeah. And then she confirmed it again. So for her to like change her story, but at least it wasn't on me. I just repeated what I had heard. So. You know. See what happens in Housewives when you repeat something you've heard? Messy, messy, messy. The messenger always gets shot. But is anyone really afraid of Jen Shaw in real life? I mean, are Meredith, I mean, Meredith and Lisa don't seem like they're afraid of her to me. But I'm not there. No. No, I don't think anyone's really scared of her. They just don't want to be a target of her attacks. I mean, it's going to be, yeah, that makes sense. So you're obviously, I mean, I assume you're closest to Heather out of all these girls. You guys go out and speak all the time. So who would you, if someone said to you, you know, season two, we're not inviting everyone back. I imagine you're going to choose between Jen and Lisa. Who would you like to not see back if you could choose one of those two? That is such a hard question. Am I, do other housewives answer this question? Listen, behind the velvet rope, people usually answer everything, Whitney. <laughs> I don't want to get myself in trouble. But I will say, based on what I, okay, I would say Lisa. Because she loves to keep everything off camera. And so I think that to be a good housewife and to have a good show, you have to be willing to say what you think and feel on camera and not try to control the situation off camera. And that was one of the most frustrating things about working with Lisa. So you take Jen back over Lisa? Yes, I would. Okay, so just since I'm a lover, not a fighter, can you say three nice things about Lisa? Yes, I can. <laughs> well, uh, what are they? <laughs> um. Well, I could give you like funny Lisa answers, but I'm not going to subscribe to that bullshit. I was going to be like, well, I like her hair. <laughs> I like her. That was how Lisa would answer it. But Lisa, I respect her as a businesswoman. Um, she's very confident and strong. Um, and um, <laughs> she's... She's Lisa. And, and then a weird way, I respect how much she loves herself. Okay, like, we'll, we'll count that one. Okay, let me just go back to this. She's a successful businesswoman. I like her hair. And um, she knows what she wants. How about that? 
That's, and as I a woman, mean, those are very respectful, respectable things. <laughs> yeah, like knowing what you want. That's, I, I find that. Uh, Driven. There we go. Driven. A, po- a positive. Yes. So other than Heather, like you, it sounds like you speak to Heather, you speak to Mary, you speak to Meredith now, and you just, you don't speak to Jen or Lisa. No, um, Jen and I actually, after the reunion, were on good terms. We left the reunion fine. I just haven't spoken to her. So I don't, I don't really know where we stand. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. What, how was the reunion for you? Was it like harder than you expected just for you personally? Was it, cause I mean, you are a fan, like, you know, you watched a lot of, was it easier or was it exactly what you expected basically? It was a little bit easier than I expected to be honest. I went in like expecting the worst thinking it was going to be like the hardest day of my life, but I actually loved everything about it from waking up and getting ready to arriving to the studio I mean, just being in New York alone, even though it was like different than I remember it, everything being shut down and just still, it just was incredible. And I loved um, sitting there with the women and in a sense, like working it out. I don't know how much we actually worked out, but like just, it was cathartic. It was like therapy. The hardest part was sitting there with good posture all day. It's a long day. My leg was numb the entire time because I was trying to get my leg pop out of the slit. And so I was so uncomfortable physically, but I loved it. And I loved meeting Andy in person. You did? Yeah. I mean, that must have been totally surreal though because like you've watched so many reunions where you're just like, this is so strange. Like I'm part of this now. And Yeah. I loved it. It was so cool. Did you, how'd you choose the dress you chose? Was it like, did you have options? You know what I mean? Like, was this like, okay, here's my second choice. And at the last minute, or you just knew this was the dress you were going to wear the whole time? Um, I spent months looking for a gown. And when I found the designer, Leah Stubla, um, I knew right away because I wanted to, I wanted to come in strong and kind of make a statement. And I just loved the, how the skirt like kind of looked like a rose, if you will. Like a, That's true. A rose. And so it was really just kind of like symbolic of how I wanted to show up to the reunion because I grew tremendously from the time we wrapped season one to the reunion. And I just wanted to like own that. You did like you feel that this process, this whole thing has changed you. Yes. Like how so? Like how'd you grow? I, it's hard to put it into words, but, um, learning that it's okay to say what I think and feel it's okay to, cause before I never wanted to upset anyone. I never want to say the wrong thing or hurt someone's feelings. And I've learned that like, you can still be honest and still be kind. Um, and not doubting myself. I'm still working on it, but I struggle to self doubt tremendously. And it's something I'm still working on, but I have learned that my voice is powerful. I am enough and to not doubt it because my instincts are on point and I'm very smart and I'm successful and I deserve to be here just as much as every other woman. <laughs> so you feel like in a way the show helped this whole season, like it kind of helped you find your voice. Yeah, 100%. I, I grew, I think, you know, 10 years in one year, like 
I could see that. I think we see a change like in you towards, you know, like the end of the season. Mm -hmm. So now you're not as worried about offending people with your actions or words. Yeah. I don't think that's such a bad thing. I learned that it only hurts me if I hold it inside. Who do you think has changed the most like throughout this whole process? You or I guess someone else? Uh, and it could be a positive change or a negative change. I think that I've, I've probably grown the most, but Heather's right there with me in a positive way. Um, I've really seen a lot of her insecurities become strengths. Um, and she alluded to that at the reunion too, that yeah. she didn't think anyone would be interested in her life either. And just, you know, as like a mom and a single mom and just having broken away from the church, but she seemed to find her voice too. Yeah. Who do you think changed for the worst? Lisa. She just got nastier. Like, it's so funny because she goes around saying that everyone else is here to be famous, but she's the only one talking about it. Like, it, it went to her head, and she she's actually progressively gotten worse towards me. Like, I think that she's gotten more of her negative strengths or negative sides that I, I witnessed from her have gotten worse. Like, just as far as coming after you. Like the manipulations, the lies, the curation, the fakeness. What about, let's talk about Mary. I mean, no, really, what about Mary? I kind of need to know what, I need to talk about her rant that we talked about at the reunion. She admits it was her, but I didn't understand her explanation that, I don't know. I didn't understand her explanation I mean, it was clearly her and she admitted it. Also, I mean, is Whitney shocked about the fact that Mary admitted she sleeps in separate beds from her husband? I don't know. There's a lot more we have to get into. Guys, Salt Lake is here, the reunion tonight. So, you know, part two to this chat, it's coming soon. Read between the lines very, very soon. Tune in. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you, guys. See you soon.